0: All right, guys, welcome to the first ever episode of Bearded, Wholesome, and All Things Baltimore. Joining me today is a retired offensive lineman of the NFL, a professional public speaker, and a youth football coach based out of North Carolina, played in Baltimore in the early 2000s. Everybody welcome Marcus Ogden. How you doing, Marcus? How you doing, Matt? Thanks for having me on, my friend. Thank you for thank you for making the appearance. Okay, uh after your stint in Jacksonville and NFL Europe with the Scottish Claymores, what drew you to sign in with the Baltimore Ravens? So
1: after my career in Jacksonville, coming to Baltimore was really fantastic because I was with my brother. I was with guys like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Uh, You know, guys like Orlando Brown Sr., who's now, of course, his son, Orlando Brown Jr., with the Ravens. And it was great. It was a really different culture here, Matt, with Ravens and Jacksonville. Both were great teams and great teammates. But, you know, Ray Lewis and my brother and Ed, who are all, of course, first battle Hall of Famers, really made the culture of being a Raven something that people and the team really embodied at all times. And because of that, we had a really strong unit. And we really got along well together, and everybody played in unison around a shared and aligned vision.
0: That's that's awesome, man. Uh, did, J- did Jo really sway you to come here, or was it everybody else as well? So my, Jo
1: for me was really a, uh, a not just a mentor and a teacher and a brother, but he was also a great example to follow of how to be off the field. Like my brother had no issues with contracts. No disputes, no other issues, no, not, not even something that's a parking ticket, right? And having my brother help me to be a professional on and off the field was a huge part of my success when I transitioned and when I left the game.
0: Okay, okay. So when you were signing here, of course, you took a tour around the city. What were some of the things about the city that drew you to coming here?
1: Baltimore was amazing, man. You have the Inner Harbor. You have, you know, a really – you have a lot of – I call Baltimore a B-plus city, right? It's not – as far A is like New York, L.A., Miami, Chicago, where it's around the world known. To me, Baltimore was one step below that because it wasn't known globally, but it's known across our country as a phenomenal city. Uh, I think they have a really nice town hall setup. I think they have a really nice setup when it comes to, you know, the way the city is. You can kind of get in and out of the city. But also a real strong industrial, you know, have a lot of, you know, seaports. They have a lot of things going on there. The Carnival, you know, cruise ships come through Baltimore, you know, right off 95. So for me, Baltimore was really a great community. You had, you know, the suburbs where I lived in Owens Mills. And then you had, you get to the city within 15, 20 minutes. And Baltimore has done a lot over the years to grow. But when I came there and played there, it still had a good foundation, Matt. of just good people. That were trying to, you know, just be what I call very hardworking blue-collar individuals.
0: Okay. Speaking of the city, where was your favorite place to go shopping or to have dinner with your family?
1: So for me, I loved going downtown to uh, the harbor. Uh, McCormick and Schmidt's was a great place I loved to go. Uh, I was also a big fan of Capitol Grill downtown, right in the uh, right there off of Pratt Street. Uh, spent a lot of time there uh i also i love going to the i call them like the, they're not really quadrants i call them the four quadrants i love going to uh uh federal hill fells point canton and power plant uh they have some amazing restaurants you know if you were looking for more upscale you can go to power plant if you're looking more for like somewhere you can go like by the water you could go to uh uh to fells point if you wanted to go more kind of like you know, I call it kind of, you know, uh, what's happening with the kind of the trendy Baltimore look. You can go to Federal Hill. If you want to kind of a mixture of all three, you can go to Canton. And I really enjoy my time, you know, in the off season and, you know, you know, after work in Baltimore. It's just a great place to be.
0: OK, that's 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 awesome. And there's a lot of good places down there. My particular favorite place to go used to be a uh, power plant when I was a little bit younger. But uh, those days are behind me now. But uh, you, I know that same moved, here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you moved on to Buffalo and to Tennessee, and you spent a little bit of time in the Arena League uh, playing football. But after your playing days were over, what really made you want to come back to Baltimore? Of all those places that you have played, you were in Florida, you were in Tennessee, you were in New York. You started your business, Caden Premier Enterprises back in 2012. So what made you want to come back to Baltimore as opposed to staying in Florida or staying in Tennessee?
1: So I came back I started Kate in 08 and then in 2012 I got into some issues and I went bankrupt the following year. So I moved back in 2008 because the community and the fans of Baltimore were just su- superb and it was a lot of former players that were retiring. And my brother had a house there and had a house in Vegas. A lot of guys that I played with were retiring to like Towson, you know, Owens Mills. And I wanted to do something beyond just, you know, the average go coach or go into sports broadcast, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. But I wanted something more. I felt something a little bit more different about my, my path. And as a result, and as a result of that, I said, Hey, I'm going to go. And I'm going to go out there and start a business in Baltimore where I know that the Ogden name is well-respected, but also the fans were very much, you know, they loved retired players who were in the community doing things, being positive, being out. And I just had a real strong bond with that. And I'm also originally from Washington, D.C., which was an hour away from Baltimore. So that also helped being close to my grandmother, grandfather, uh, my father had passed away at that time, but I was very close to my family who was living uh, in, in, in that part of the uh, country. So that's why Baltimore was a great fit for me.
0: Okay, that's that's awesome, man. I, you know, we we do have a great community. We do have a great city. The fans are amazing, a little bit crazy at times, but they are. And it's cool that you decided to kind of anchor down in Baltimore for a while. And do the best that you could with your business, I did, you know, some research on that and we don't have to go into all the specifics, but you did the best that you could with what you were handed. It was very fortunate that Gene Upshaw helped you get back on your feet in North Carolina. And that's where I wanted to kind of ask you, uh, after your struggles with everything, did that kind of push you into the public speaking sector?
1: Great question, Matt I got into keynote public speaking because i didn 't want any NFL athletes to go bankrupt like I had. Unfortunately, I lost my business in two thousand and thirteen. I had become a statistic between between depending upon what articles you believe between fifty to seventy eight percent of NFL athletes file a, a bankruptcy after retirement, and That's I unfortunately incredible. had become a statistic in that regard. And I had a pivotal moment when I was fired from two jobs, working for Merrill Lynch Fire, when construction company fired. I ended up saying, hey, I need to get myself another job to, work- to take care of my family. And I worked as a custodian, that for $8.25 an hour in 2013, between September 2013 and March 2014. And when I had a pivotal moment where someone spoiled milk and rotten banana peels and rotten meat out over my bare skin, my body, that's when I realized, okay, I need to take ownership. And what I want to do is I want to become a speaker to help athletes not go bankrupt. And for the first two and a half years, Matt, not one paid job. And then I realized other individuals would have problems as well, not just athletes with money management or leadership, what the case may be. And that's when my career started to take a trajectory in 2016 uh, for the better. And I've now worked, I just got hired on Thursday by our 18th Fortune 500 client in the last four and a half years. And it's been a true blessing with a great team and a great support staff. But again, it all started with the ability to want to help NFL athletes not go bankrupt like
0: I did. That's incredible. What are some of the companies that you're doing uh, Keynote speaking for?
1: Great question, uh, Matt. So I've worked for Axet Equitable, and it's is a huge uh insurance company. They're based out of Paris, France. They have a huge presence here in our country. The Home Depot company. I've worked for Merrill Lynch, Bank of America. I've worked for uh, New York Life, MetLife, Liberty Mutual Insurance. I've worked for Cisco Systems, NetApp. I've worked for, uh, this got, well, got hired by Mutual of Omaha. to work worked for them in January. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are one of my clients. I speak to their rookies, incoming rookies. Uh, you know I've been very fortunate to have a good, I have a company called Red Gold Quality they're the one of our they're one of our nation's largest producers of tomatoes and ketchup and pizza sauce and they're phenomenal out of Elwood Indiana so I've really worked hard at these last you know 5 years I'll say to really diversify my client base and kind of go into a real different perspective of clients that I could serve with our message
0: that's incredible. What made you want to write the book, Sleepless Nights?
1: I wanted to put my story out, my autobiography, to let people know that not every NFL player has what I call a rosy red, you know, transition. And not everybody has, you know, the greatness of, you know, just having a spoon-fed life to good play the NFL. And I wanted to make that known that we wrote our second book, The Success Cycle, this year to really bring attention to the fact that where I was in two thousand thirteen to where I am now two thousand twenty going to two thousand twenty one, anybody can achieve success and greatness, but you have to put yourself in a position of working hard, being ambitious and being driven. If you can do those three things, Matt, whatever your heart desires you can have.
0: That's that's incredible. That's a truly impressive story because most people would have given up after the, the bankruptcy and the losing the jobs and And just that very long five year period where you had to claw your way back to respectability, not only in your eyes, but your family's eyes, being as though that you're married with a family. You started this program called Pivot. And I would like for you to kind of go into Pivot and what it stands for and what it entails. So, Matt, the word
1: Pivot is being used a lot in 2020, getting ready to go to 2021. All of us have had to have some sort of adaptation, pivot. The way we've done life has changed drastically with COVID-19. I used to speak on stage a lot, travel a lot, get on airplanes, go to conferences. I have not been to a conference where I've had more than five people in a room since March, last time. And unfortunately, a lot of businesses have closed, a lot of people are struggling, and it's very difficult, and it's hard. But I feel if anyone can learn how to pivot that, they can have success. And so to me, the acronym pivot stands for this. P is poised. As you transition and or move into a new phase of life, be poised and or confident what you can do. I is inspired inspire everyone you come into contact with, with your message, with your words. I'm mentoring a young lady right now out of Atlanta, trying to help her with her vision of becoming a speaker. It's giving her some steps and some pointers and giving her a couple of contacts just to help her see if she wants to really do this. And again, she was inspired by my message and now we've connected through LinkedIn and now here we are in that regard. The V is a victory mindset. It's all about not just you growing, but your entire team around you growing and having the mindset that everyone that you come in contact with, they should grow and succeed, not just you and by yourself. The O is observe. Observe what's going on around you, what's working for people, what's not, who's adapting, who's not, who's thriving, who's not. Use your eyes and your ears to really observe. The Dalai Lama has a quote. When you speak, you are basically saying information that you already know. When you listen, you are getting a chance to learn something that you may not know. So learn to observe and listen. The T, Matt, is be a tactician. Everyone has a strategy. Fantastic. Great. I don't need to hear it more than once. What are the tactical steps you're going to get done to achieve your mission? And I sent you the link for Pivot that we have, and it's a great course you can sign up for. And what we did, Matt, we created something for people who want to be great, that want to push for greatness. But right now, they're having uh, financial troubles, or they're, which a lot of people are, and we totally understand that. This program is $9.95 a month to have access to master classes on Pivot and another 500 courses or classes, Matt, on different things for professional development. We're calling it the Netflix of business, where you pay $9.95 and have access to all this information. And Pivot has taken me, Matt, from making 8.25 dollars an hour in 2013 to now speaking on stage where I'll get paid anywhere between, depending upon who the audience is, could be anywhere between 10 dollars to $30,000 for the hour. Right. Wow. And I pivoted and we have pivoted as a brand. I have an amazing team around me. But again, we created this for nine ninety five. So people who couldn't afford my high ticket coaching or couldn't afford to hire me to come and speak could at least get some good foundational knowledge to help them go in the right direction, which I did not have that when I started my speaking business in 2013.
0: So you you took the approach of reach one, teach one to a whole new level, right? The application that you have to where you can access hundreds upon hundreds of the instructional videos and technique videos and all that being as though that you do the public speaking for different business sectors and you, you help the Buffalo bills with their rookies. Where has pivot helped you grow as a person on a personal level with dealing with your successes and failures from the earlier part of your career
1: pivots helped me realize that i did not do a good job in my nfl career pivoting i was not poised when i went to some new teams sometimes uh i didn't inspire my teammates i didn't have a victory mindset i didn't observe and i was not a tactician at, like i needed to be same thing in my construction business right i didn't pivot well into that because i just jumped into something and i really didn't know and I was really not concerned about others' growth. I was only concerned about my growth and my bank account's growth, which is exactly why I burnt out and failed. Looking at the way I live my life, it's absolutely amazing I'm here today because I've made so many mistakes, so many wrongdoings, I wronged so many people by the way I acted. And all I can do is acknowledge that, and I can say I'm sorry, and I can move on, and I can try to help as many people as I can. That's why I'm helping this young girl in Atlanta. That's why I help, you know, my clients. That's why I help, you know, businesses. And, and again, and I, I work with the youth. And, and yeah, I have a lot of times paying a lot of money, but I will also mentor some people if I feel that it's justified that they're really serious about getting to the next level. That's why I really enjoy doing so many podcasts, like. I don't care if you have done one podcast or you've done a million. I will get on anybody's podcast and spend 30, 40 minutes of my time to help educate audiences because you never know Matt who's listening. And you're, that's you're the way I right. pivoted in my life is that I don't look at things like, Oh, what can I gain? I'm like, okay, well, how can others gain from me taking a little bit of my time and knowledge to help them? And that's where it stands.
0: That's that's incredible. And like I said, you know, I really appreciated you coming on to the podcast today. You've been an incredible guest. Tell the listeners where they can find you on your social media for your, your Pivot website. Any of your other projects you're working on, the floor is yours, sir.
1: Mm-hmm. They can find us at our website,
0: www.marcusmarquesogden.com.
1: And they can also choose an email, marcus at marcusogden.com. And the pivot program will be in the show notes I sent us over to Matt. And it's just, again, we have we're working on uh, another, uh, another class, another like, you know, uh, funnel webinar around mindset. We're looking at working on one around our book, The Success Cycle. And you can, you can access all those on the website. And you can also get our book, which is, the, best, uh, which is uh, the Success Cycle. You can grab that off of our website as well, or go to Amazon and type in The Success Cycle or Barnes & Noble online, or any Barnes & Noble bookstore across the country, and it'll be right there uh, in, that, in that space. And it's a great business book to help you, you know, really get some great advantages, some great tips as you get ready to go into 2021 to have massive success for yourself, whatever success looks like for you. It's not about homes, cars, money. It could be just more freedom to spend with your family. It could be more about traveling. Every Success is in the eye of the beholder. So the success cycle, I believe, can help you achieve success, whatever that looks like for you and for your family and for your legacy.
0: Well, thank you very much, Marcus. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Everybody, go ahead and check out MarcusOgden.com. Check out the Pivot website. There's a lot of useful information I went through myself. Thank you very much, and it was great seeing you, Marcus. You too, man. Have a fantastic day, my friend.